All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fuck nicks? Look, all right. Too much going on. Uh, I am Mark Marin. This is my show. Thank you for listening to WTF. As always, I greatly appreciate it. I'm glad you enjoy it. I just got back from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I was at the Steel Stacks. I got to tell you about that because it was uh, pretty spectacular. It was uh, it, w- it was very deep and uh, and 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 amazing in 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 some way. And I'll explain it to you in a minute. If you can hang out, let me do some business. Also today on the show. Some of the original podcasters, uh, some of the real pioneers of the medium, uh, the uh, yeah, dude guys are here, Jonathan Larroquette and Seth Romatelli. Uh, I, I need to give them their props. They were there before many of us doing their thing. Uh, a lot of a lot of people dig them. The uh, yeah, dude podcast is one of my girlfriend Jessica's favorite podcasts. So I hear a lot about them, and I don't know how you are, but my girl, if she likes something, she has to go back to the beginning. So I've literally been sort of privy to probably the last eight or nine years or however long those two guys have been doing it. (laughs) I I know their entire evolution secondhand because that's what my girlfriend tells me about. So they're here. What else is happening? Well, obviously, large things. My show on IFC, Marin, premieres on May 3rd. I'm very excited. I'm actually I'm letting myself be excited as a as opposed to terrified. Uh, if you want to go to ifc.com slash Marin, there's some stuff there, some clips and things. They've started a Twitter name, I think Marin IFC or IFC Marin. A lot of things happen. All of a sudden, there's a lot of me around. And I don't know, do I retweet the that version of me or do I favorite that version of me? Uh, I guess these are real sort of um, luxury problems. Uh, modern anxieties, but also my book, Attempting Normal, is still available for pre-order. And yes, I did do an audio book. And yes, I just finished the audio book of Jerusalem Syndrome as well. So those will be up, uh, I think, April 30th as well. But I do believe the poster deal is still on. If you pre-order and send your receipt to Attempting Normal at randomhouse.com, uh, you might be in for a free poster. So you can do that. You can also go to wtfpod.com for the link for the purchasing of the book if you didn't do it through your local booksellers or already made a choice about that. So Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. It was heavy, man. You know, I I don't always know what I'm getting into. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I should do more research about a town. Uh, I should get a, you know, maybe get a sense of, of what I, I don't usually have time uh, to get, get out and around, especially when I do a one-night gig. And I was frankly confused as to you know the venue, I, I mean there was uh, there was a lot of uh, names involved. There, there was Art Quest was involved, Music Fest Cafe was involved, Steel Stacks was involved, Wang Ling I don't know what that is was involved. I mean there was a lot. I had no sense of what I was getting into in terms of this venue. Now obviously I knew uh, you know, I've been to Philly. I've, I've spent a few minutes in Pittsburgh. Uh, in my youth, I've driven through Pennsylvania, and my memories are that it, it is a massive state to drive east to west through. I know there are farms, there are Amish, there are Mennonites. I know that uh, it's very beautiful in places, and uh, but that's all I was bringing to the table. So I, I get directions to this venue, uh, and it, it's it's basically you know you go down to this area, you take a left, and there's uh, two you know, decaying, shitty buildings. Uh, you go through the middle of those two and park in the back of one. And you're literally 
entering the site of the Bethlehem Steel Mill, what was once the Bethlehem Steel Plant. It, it stands, it remains in all its glorious decay, rusting away the entire, I don't know if you call it a foundry or a mill or a, a plant, but it, it looks exactly like you would think it would look. Just this giant metal rusting uh, bit of industrial business. Now, this is also, it's right down the street from, I guess, the Sands Casino, which I did not go into. From what I understand, from what I gleaned from what someone told me, the Sands owned the entire property and then sold the chunk with the mill, with the plant on it, for a dollar uh, to, a, I guess, a, you know, maybe a state developer, a local developer, this whoever this Hyung Ling, Wing Ling guy is, but it was to develop a, an arts complex or to do something with it. But I do know this, that it is an awe-inspiring bit of creepy business, The this remains of a steel plant. I mean... I walk into this venue and I was expecting a small theater. I knew that the uh, the the area it was it's sort of a complex and they have a uh, they have a small movie theater. They have a, a, another performance space and then they have this huge performance area that serves food. There's a cafe there. It's in this one building, and I walked in and there's uh, ramps around the top where you literally walk around the top of this. It's a huge space. I don't I don't know what that space housed previous or in its heyday, but it had something to do with steel. So now you walk in and there's a huge stage set up and uh, it's, a, it's a large room. It seats about four or 500 seated at tables and there's a balcony area, but the entire wall, which go, probably goes up about 40 or 50 feet. It's just one giant glass wall behind the stage. And outside of that glass wall is the steel plant. The decaying, rusting steel plant, and it is uplit, so it sort of has a, an eerie feeling to it. It's it's a silhouette, but and, and I was I had the choice of do you want the curtains drawn, but it's going to get dark soon. I'm like, no, no, no. I, I guess we can leave it open if it's going to get dark, but I didn't realize it would be lit, and I would be dealing, you know, as a backdrop with, with the ghost of American industry. You know, that steel plant represents a time in America that's gone. It is like a a, a monument to men who had jobs. Not, not men who died. Maybe they died. Maybe some people died. And I don't know what happened, but it was literally a, a living monument to people who worked in a steel plant and everything that comes along with that, you know, sort of on a mystical level. It was pouring rain. Uh, the rain started in the middle of the show. I mean, just a torrential downpour. So you had that sound and you had that mist happening out there in front of this, you know, uplit steel plant that was rotting and metal and rusted and, and huge. There are these towers and just, you know, you know, uh, uh, ramps and stairways and pipes and things, you know, these giant towers. Uh, maybe they were the smelters. I don't know what the smelter is. I don't even know if I'm using the word right, but you get the idea. It was just a giant decaying industrial monolith. It was overwhelming. So there's a torrential downpour and I'm on stage and lightning starts happening. So there's literally this light show going on i was expecting the audience we had about 400 beautiful people there thank you for coming out to kind of ooh and ah at each strike of lightning and then on a deeper level i thought it was god yelling at me on stage if you believe in god the message of the lightning was you know i was on stage riffing on the situation and god was saying you call that work you call what you're doing work do you know what went on 
right behind you, little man. People were pouring lava, lava into molds to build America, to build skyscrapers, to build battleships, to build armaments, to build everything that represented American industrial progress. And look at you, little man, condescending the remnants of a time when people worked with their hands and worked for a common momentum of strength and industry. I will say this, that uh, the audience in Bethlehem was spectacular. I had a great time. And uh, it was it was an exciting thing to be in. It's always exciting to me when there's uh, almost a mysticism to a space. And I could definitely I could definitely feel that. And I want to thank everyone for coming out. And now Jonathan Larroquette and Seth Romatelli, the hosts and creators of the uh, one of the original podcasts. Uh, yeah, dude. Seth Romatelli. That's correct. Jonathan Larroquette. That is correct. Pioneers. Oh, it's on right now. Godfathers. Oh, it just went. The first. It all happens. We're just looking at a picture of you and Sam Kennison, and now we're just starting. No, no you know, full. you just kind of go. There's, a, you know, just there's wow. no. It's, a, it's supposed to be a smooth it's life transition. Yes. Yeah. Got the dog going today. You got. You, you guys are here on housework. You got some dog. Big. Dog, it's a big day. Stuff. Yeah. Apparently, my neighbor's back. Teaming. He's back. I haven't gotten that. Well, I got the window open too because you got the. Uh, you got a little <clears> allergy. Seth is uh, moderately to severely allergic to like cats. Howie Mandel's. <laughs> he might shut down. Did you take medicine? I would ask I him questions all, first in case he goes it's and like you know if he dips Good. out we can take the, up, we can we can, <laughs> you can the go last half hour we'll full do seizure on yeah. inhalers wipes. Ed Helms almost died in here. It, oh yeah, literally. Uh, people, oh, no. I got emails because he was like, by the end there was nothing I could do, but I, I and he didn't have any medicine or anything. And by the end of the uh, episode, you could hear him audibly. <laughs> His eyes were shut. No, yeah. like there was wheeze. That's why I quit the office. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I wanted to have you guys on because I don't think you uh, you get enough cred for being the godfathers, the originators. And I wouldn't say you invented podcasts, but you were there at the beginning. No. Uh, we, so, what? Close to. But when you did it, when you started in 2006? Yeah. And no, no. one, what was yeah. it? 2005? Six? Six. Six. So what was the landscape like then? I mean, back in the day, you know, with the it was, podcast. It was Adam Curry and fucking... And you guys? And us, <laughs> I think. And like, and like you know, uh, a bunch of guys in there, like aunts, I think, just talking what? about like, you know, I don't know what. I mean, when I first... I will. I mean, I guess I. I mean, Seth doesn't isn't bashful about the shy about this. I came up with the idea of it being a podcast. Seth literally had no idea what it was. I barely had an idea of what it was. Yeah. But truth be told, I mean, there had been very successful podcasts in in both the comedy world and other worlds. I think prior to us being there, but at the like time, what though? I can't even. I can't even picture it. Well, hadn't I believe? What oh wasn't Ricky Gervais's? Yeah. How's that, that fucking guy? <laughs> you want to just shut the window? Or you want to go yell at him? It's probably not going to be too bad. bad. I don't no, I mean, so. I, I think he'll, you know, I think he, he doesn't, I know what he's doing. He's at the top uh, and he's blowing the leaves off of the, uh, the angled, what do you call that? On top of your front patio, there's an angled, it's, it's the edge of the roof. A credenza. Wait, isn't that a, I thought that's a. <laughs> he hates comedy. That's it's simple. A, it's a drawer. Aviary. It cre- <laughs> no, you're in the. Those are good words. I don't know. I know they're wrong, but <laughs> what is Foyer. that? You mean just like an, what, an open, a covered? An awning? Awning. 
Uh, yeah, the, the stone awning. Trellis. Yeah, the tre- I don't know if that's right. <laughs> those are all great words. Yeah. But the, what's great about those words is I'm actually on, there's, I have to take a beat and be like, no, 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 that's not it. I, <laughs> I don't I'm think not, that's it. I think a trellis is what the plants grow up, right? Yeah. When you have a trellis? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think Ricky Gervais had already put out podcasts when we had started, and I think even Keith and the Girl and well, Keith and the Girl, yeah, I mean, they're, they're another like, one. yeah, yeah. I mean, they've been around. They're like yeah. since the Almond Brothers. Like, yeah, I used to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those are the old days, man. I used to. I've done their show. Yeah, if you live in New York, you'll eventually. If you're a comic, you'll do their show, and you have to take a train to fucking nowhere, Queens, and wait for one of a for her to pick you up. And you, you think this is the big thing, right? And that was the first time that I had that moment where I realized, like, well, the media landscape is changing. <laughs> I mean, this is an important thing I'm doing, yeah, and, and I don't know where switch. I am. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> fuck me. Yeah. So it was your idea. Um, yeah, I thought we didn't know what exactly it was going to do to be, but we were like, we got to do a show. It's got to yeah. be like a show. Yeah. And so I figured there was a format there that was free, and that chances are we could, I mean, assuming that it was going to be terrible, which I we both assumed it was going to be bad. Uh, I didn't. You didn't? No. I think, well, just that we didn't know what we were going to do. It was a place we could do it and kind of hide initially. Seth, where, how did you guys meet each other? And what, you know, let's, let's get to the truth of the matter. I, I need you to talk, okay? Because I, I, my, my girlfriend, who's a tremendous fan of your show, you don't know what just happened in there. You guys were sitting there at the table. He was, holy fuck. What is he doing? Killing comedy. He's just trying to kill kill some comedy. But you guys were in the in the in the dining room, and I literally hear what just happened in the dining room every night when she's washing her face. I hear you guys coming out of the bathroom every night. The two of you coming out of my bathroom, <laughs> like so- that, all soaked up and ready to go. Well, no, she's got her no. earphones on. And I go, hey, Jessica. She's like, what? Hold on, we all what? And it's you guys. Yeah, and- I, brought, I brought her a tote bag, but I didn't bring you anything. So. I, I've got no so mugs. We should for you, say so. thank you to her. Well, thank you. Yeah, just for man. having us on, it's insane. She's no. go- but she's gone to the beginning. She's one of these people that can't listen in the middle, so she's gone to the beginning. So now I'm. It's almost Dickensian in its episodic nature that like I'm getting reports on different phases of your life, yeah. secondhand. Yeah, that sucks. For no, you. no, it's all right. It probably sucks. No, it's all bit. right. I think I would hate it. <laughs> but <laughs> well, it's fine. And then when I get I, mad, I'd be like, "What the fuck's the big deal? What the fuck's the big deal? Why do you care so much? No, Who the I, fuck wants to hear this much about these people?" No, no. I, well, look at what I do. I, I, I certainly can't judge on those terms. No, for sure. But then when I ran into you at that music store and you were like, "I'm, I'm John Larroquette," I'm like, "Holy fuck!" And I got to take a picture of you with me to send her so she yeah. can go. Oh my god, you're gonna end up fucking her. You're gonna end up. <laughs> I'm gonna end up without a girl. This is what's gonna happen. This is my That's prophecy. Why he was telling you the story about his shitty crib because he's eyeballing this. Yeah, place. I, I was just moving I'm right just in. You're going to take area. over my life. Like, yeah, I do I, a lot of outdoor sleeping. I'm like kind of faux camper kind of guy. I'm down with that. Comedian Mark Maron suffered a terrible fall at his home, and I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I oddly, his girlfriend comforted yeah, by Jonathan Larroquette. Yeah. I think I think it is a little crazy when you see it in its entirety. For to to think that it's sort of. I mean, if you heard something that was like, oh, we, there's 358 hours of it, you'd be like, oh, and what is it? You know, it must cover like, you know, something, but I mean, it seems a little ridiculous that it's just two, two schmucks talking and also that, you know, we don't have guests. It's, so it's really just I think the people that like it are do like it because it sort of does uh chronicle us as well as it's a current event show and but, so we talk about current events and but, and you know, you know you gotta you guys are good on the mic you know people like you so let, where so where do you come from and, and why'd you end up with this guy i'm um, from massachusetts oh hold on a minute i'm 
going down. Hey, buddy. How long is that going to be happening? Yeah, I'm interviewing. You will? Take a break. I'll give you some coffee. About an hour. Thanks, man. Wow. I worked out. You're like, who are you doing? Oh, yeah, dude. Who? Who? Like, yeah. like <laughs> no, turns I back on. Those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Colbert and Bill Maher. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, let's let that <laughs> on. Yeah. No, he's usually pretty good about that. He actually suggested I put an on the air light on oh, the so outside. So he could just peep it. So he so could know. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah like, no, he's not going to do it. Oh, if, but that's what that guy's doing. That's This is his life now. Yeah, you know, he bought that place at the top of the market for a ridiculous amount of money and then he dumped another gotta be 100k into it yeah. so he ain't leaving no I mean that's the thing if once at that point you're just like I'm here I have to die here now. yeah <laughs> yeah. he seems okay he's a good guy it's good to have good neighbors so what part of Massachusetts uh, Haverhill, Massachusetts Haverhill I know Haverhill uh, give me give me a couple more surrounding areas so I can uh, play the Lawrence game. Lawrence been Lowell. to Lawrence Lowell. oh my god sure the Brown Derby Laurel did it I played uh, did one of my first comedy there gigs there yep moved to Hollywood yeah and with a dream with a uh, dream. Yeah. And and did it what happened when well, you got look here? Look at me now. Here we are. I'm on the biggest podcast in the world. Yeah, this Suck is at me now. You've Suck. made it. You've made it. Um Yeah. Well, you, you did some stuff though, right? No, I mean I, I came out here so Leonardo and I could Hang Leo out. could just be in a movie and just play brothers and just yeah. do do the damn thing. And how how was that movie? I don't think I saw uh, it. We didn't it's it's <laughs> It's like Lars von Trier. It's, we've been working on it for yeah. oh, a, a long in, time. It's, it's a lot a of lot improvisation. Of, does uh, Leonardo know about it? Yeah, he, he knows about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's got he's got final approval. So of your idea, he's gonna have of, to sign off of my on life. Yeah. You just have to get it to him, or how's that? He's telepathically we're just waiting to hear back. <laughs> just getting into it. <laughs> cool. Where's Toby? Is Toby, he's <laughs> super busy. He's soups busy. Soups busy. Um, you heard about him taking a break. You work though. You did commercials and shit. Just no, like, I mean you I know, did. You hustled whatever, just like, like everybody, everybody else did. did, and like fucking busted ass. And that's kind of how yeah. we Hollywood met, days was... turned into Hollywood nights. I was working at a video store called Rocket Video, which was like wait, do I remember that? Where was, was that? On uh, La Brea and Melrose, which was kind of like Cross Hollywood video Kanks. store. In what year we talking? Talking like 96, 97, 98, so 99, that was a, 2000. Oh, so that like that was after I came and gone. It wasn't that was past the heyday of Melrose in a way, right? Yeah, it was already. But still, the video store was sort of like Hollywood's. I don't want to brag, store. but I was around when the first Johnny Rockets opened there. Yeah, I mean, I remember when that was a, an important thing. Like Johnny, like what the wow. fuck is that? Yeah. The 50s. Yeah. Wait, wasn't that on where the Starbucks is now or whatever? More Better Burgers? Didn't that turn into a Johnny Rockets? Too? No, the Johnny no. Rockets. Yeah, I think the original oh, yeah. one was right on Melrose it's next to there. Tommy Tang's. Yeah, yeah. You remember still Tommy there. Tang's? Yeah. Come on, I did blow in the bathroom with Tommy Tang's. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but that was it. But and okay, so you come out, you got a dream. Yeah. You doing what you can. You're getting fucked up at night. Yeah, getting fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, living that, living that Hollywood. Hanging out dream. with, hanging out with stars. Hanging out with all the stars. Which stars? Uh. <laughs> Lots of stars. Uh, you did stars. Did a movie? No, I, I was working at a video store. His wife. Didn't he you do any movies? In. You didn't do any movies? No. I'm sorry. I, mean, I, I didn't. Can... Did I bring up something? To no, you? no, no. All right, all right. <laughs> you tried though. You tried, right? I, I tried. You worked at video I am store. still here. I'm yeah, still. Uh, yeah, yeah. My, my number's in the book. You okay. Can, yeah, you can get it. Still in no. the Screen Actors Guild. Come on. I got a tear sheet. Um, I'm working at a video store. Yeah. His him and his wife come in. His ex-wife. How many ex-wives do you have? Two. One. One. Yes. And you have a wife now? Yes. But he made her late to the airport last night? So I made two. Her, no, I didn't make her late to the airport. I made her miss her flight. So two. Two. Probably two. Close right. to two ex-wives. Cl- Close very to two. Nearly two. So you guys are both living over in this horrible situation that you just- No. no, no so no, you no. don't live with your wife? Not currently. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, it seems like there's more of a story there. His <laughs> wife- No. His wife cast should, Britney should Spears' just, movie Crossroads and gave me a little scene in it so I could 
be in Crossroads with Britney Spears. Your yeah. ex-wife, your first wife, yeah. who was a movie in casting. Who's a big casting, a casting director. director yeah. Which one, who, who is that? Her name's Justine Baddeley. Okay. Will you give me her number later? Because I... You working? Well, I'd like to. I just want to be on the radar. Just be on the radar. Just a general. Yeah, yeah general. Okay. Can I get a general with yeah. your ex-wife? How are you? On good terms with her? <laughs> yes, we're on good terms. Right. Kids? No kids. Okay. Go ahead. So, yeah, I meet her. She says, let me introduce you to my yeah. boyfriend at the time. Yeah. And then we become friends. Yeah, we but when, when he said, when, okay, this is Jonathan Larroquette, you're like, are you related to the... I don't know if that came out in initially the our our first the first interaction I remember having and that I remember meeting Seth as it were were talk was talking about uh uh Living Dolls which was a HBO undercover documentary back in the day about child pageantry uh that had a sort of lead character in the documentary named Swan yeah. who was this sort of Jean Benet-esque right. sort of girl and yeah. and it, at the time I guess that that whole that was new information to me. I think that child pageantry happened on that scale and that the parents were, you know, I mean, of course it's like commonplace reality television fodder nowadays, but this is, you know, 15 years ago or whatever the fuck. 96. And I had right? just seen it and was obsessed yeah. with it. And Seth, I, it came up in conversation at the video store and he happened to have a uh, photograph of her cut out and sitting in a drawer why, why would you have... Because it's a good gag. That's a good gag. Oh, it's a gag. At the time, it's a gag. It's a funny thing to have if right. that thing comes up in in reference and then all of a sudden you have a picture of her yeah. like in your drawer like, yeah. what's up? Yeah. <laughs> it would be bad so if I pulled it out now. That's basically, like, yeah. To, so, I still have that picture. So in essence, yeah. Hold on, wait. It's laminated. This I love gags. picture. <laughs> I love bits. bits so he showed, me the, he showed me the the picture and, yeah. and I was like, oh, you're a, you're a crazy, crazy person. person. And so that was it. I mean, we pretty much... We hung out pretty hard at that point uh, ever after that. Now, but he what? was getting fucked up at the time, and I wasn't getting fucked up at the time. So you were sober. <clears throat> you were in trouble. Yeah. How bad? Were you, were you sliding? He was a mess. Really? Blow? Yeah, everything. Yeah, he's a fucking... He's a Garbage booze. head. He's just a fucking booze. He's yeah. an alcoholic. I mean, oh, yeah? yeah? He's a drunk. So you're <laughs> so you're sober, and you're like... Uh, like what, what? Like Okay, so you, how old are you? Currently? Sure. I turned 35 this year. So back then you were, what, 22? Fuck, like, like kids. I'm a baby. And you were already sober at 22? What the fuck did you do? Well, I had been sober. Grew up on the lots, Mark. Yeah. You don't know how it is. Grew up on the lot. <laughs> you don't know what that's like. <laughs> um, the On the set of Night Court? Yeah. My yeah. dad's an actor. Was on a television show for a good 10 years of my childhood. Uh, it's deception. Monday wait, nights and Jonathan Larroquette. Jonathan Larroquette. So yeah. who is your dad? My dad's name is John Larroquette. Uh-huh. Uh, you guys get along? We do. Yeah? Yeah. He's a funny guy, right? He's a very funny guy. <laughs> He's a good dude. Yeah, uh, yeah. My folks are still together. Pretty good, pretty good upbringing. But I mean, nonetheless, nonetheless, like growing up and you know, uh, I think in Los Angeles at the time that I did, like a lot of people, you know, I got a little, I got a little wacky in my high school days. And I think at the time it was a little bit hip to send your kid to rehab, kind of even if they didn't necessarily, you know what I mean? Like it was just yeah. that you were terrified that you know your kid was gonna had access to hard drugs and that if they were doing drugs, they were going to, you know, be. And so, I mean, there was a lot of, you know, misinformation and, and at that time, and I got popped, I got, I got arrested going to a blues, driving back from a blues traveler concert. It's cool. sort of a long story, but, uh, really I was living in Malibu. I had seen blues traveler the night before, and I was going to see blues traveler again. I had seen blues travel in Hol Hollywood and I was going to see them at the Ventura so theater you like, the you, following night. You liked blues travel at the time. Uh, John Popper sat in the chair you're sitting in yeah, and I've, played harmonica. I drew a portrait of, 
of John Popper, a charcoal portrait of him, and went to go see them play with my father at the Wiltern and got backstage because of my old man and managed to hand deliver the portrait to him and was like, you're like my fucking hero. Because at the time I was obsessed with playing harmonica. So of all the things you could get from your father being a huge actor, you I got a, I got a harmonica lesson from John charcoal. Popper pretty much. I mean, <laughs> he gave me a harmonica. A, yeah. You want it? <laughs> I kind of do. <laughs> I sort of do. Take it. <laughs> so anyway, I got fucked up when I was a kid and so I got popped and so the best, and you know, my old man is, is sober and has been for years and so I wasn't unfamiliar with So the, he got it though. That's a That's a benefit. In what? a way, to have the sober dad who's like, yep, I was hoping he didn't get it. He wasn't going to get it, it but yeah. he's got it. Yeah, and so once that happened, I think I was, you know, I was I was sober for about 15 years. What did you get popped with? Oh, it was just a bunch of weed and money. I mean, just no, nothing crazy. Guns. No guns. Women. No no coke, no guns. <laughs> Some you know? illegal immigrants. Yeah. No? No spring breakers. Like, so you're just a crazy. weed guy? Yeah, I was like a fucking crazy hippie, like eating mushrooms and thinking I was, you know, talking to Ja and shit. You know, I was like, ja. you know, I was super like rosted out and, you know. Yeah, you still listen was, to that music? I still do listen to quite a bit of it, yeah. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. And I did when I wasn't smoking weed anymore for a really? long time, too, yeah. That's commitment. Well, that's commitment. what got, I, that's what I proved. I had to do that to prove to myself prove that it. I really did deserve to, you know, smoke weed as a spiritual practice or something like that. So I had to, you have to endure listening to reggae for like 10 years not being stoned, and then you you you, you qualify, I think. So yeah. you brought, did you get him sober? No, no, no. He, he... Our our paths kind but, of but you did the whole thing right you did the rehab you went to meetings you, I went you, to me yeah commitments working in rehabs fucking young people's conventions did the whole you know a lot of that that shit that I think like I said it was not uncommon in my I mean I knew plenty of kids that were my age that were going through the same type of stuff and there was a lot of you, but know, you were probably like the the star of the, the that meeting is not and, true and the, like <laughs> don't at the say conventions, that you know that's not like true the, you had like a tam and you were organizing come on <laughs> who wants to you know. What's all this coffee? What about like a tea, like a like a Rubio's, Rubio's or something, you know? So yeah, I did the whole thing and then sort of, you know, for the first few years, obviously. And then, you know, I kind of realized that there was something that I didn't, you know, there was people there that clearly needed a lot of help and a lot of attention and, and that staying away from that stuff, I didn't struggle with ever. And so it kind of felt silly for me to be there after six years because I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Here? In the, I'm just in trying the to rooms. get, yeah, I'm just trying to yeah. get blown and, yeah. you know, hang yeah. out with fucking that's part Dave of, Navarro or whatever. That's part you know, of like... sobriety. <laughs> yeah. I don't know the Navarro part. I mean, that's, yeah, you can go, you, you could probably aim a little higher, I think. You know, Ozzy was around for a while. <laughs> but at the time that Seth decided to yeah. stop and clean up his life, I was way out of like any sort of like, hey man, like, yeah. I'm going to save you a seat, bro. You yeah, know, yeah, like yeah, any yeah, of that yeah, shit. Yeah. That was done. Seth yeah. discovered that shit on his own. And then once he was, cleaned up a bit i felt safe to go out and start you know Using making again. a shit of my sure. making, Good. Exactly. Got, rubbing this, it in this just, show this show's really gonna pan out like i'm the guy yeah. who's just gonna tumble through life yeah. and like every day is gonna be like yeah. oh my god where am i yeah and you're just the guy who's gonna go really you, that happened sweet pretty much <laughs> so no you, you sobered yeah. up on your own yeah 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 and you did the whole thing too no. I, I break anonymity here because I, I, no, I think no, it's no. helpful yeah um I mean, for myself. You yeah, don't have, if you want to stay loyal to the secret society. No, I mean, I didn't. I, I did that at the beginning just because. Yeah, that's not really Seth's get down. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> you uh, did at the beginning a little bit? Yeah, just because I think you. that's what you did. Yeah. And uh, But it helps, you know, you get you in the mindset and you know, sort of lean on it a little bit. And then you... um, yeah, yeah. I, I uh, Yeah, I, it's been. I'm not enjoying it and I hate it. And everyone tells me if you go through the program, then you find a way to deal with but it. That's bullshit. Yeah. 
here's what I've decided about that. It's like I don't know that I've been to a meeting, and I still go occasionally. Yeah. I, I probably if I if I'm on my if I'm in 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 the groove, I'll go once a week. You yeah, know, I stay. I, I don't do commitments really. I don't sponsor people because I just don't. I can't prioritize. But people that. ask you to speak, and you you, you occasionally. Speak yeah, yeah. no, I'll definitely do it. I'll definitely show For up. Sure. I definitely talk to a, you know. I have a sponsor and stuff, but. I think that the trick of it is when they go, yeah, you know, when at the beginning, you know, you're like, fuck this, this is stupid, you guys are idiots. And then that person comes up to you, you go, you sound great. Yeah. You know, you're right where you need to be. And you're like, yeah. yeah, fuck you. Yeah. But I haven't been to a meeting in my life where at some point I've been sitting, not, I've been sitting there and, and not said, like, oh, God, this guy. Yeah. Holy fuck. But I think it teaches you uh, patience. Well, and I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, I think yeah. there's, there's that in every aspect of the world. And I think, you know, if you're in the, in, in, in offices and churches and wherever else you're going to deal with those people that are like, Hey, we're all here for the same reason. We're down with the same cause, but I can't fucking stand this person. Right. That's just, that's just how life is. But I mean, I think, yeah, but, but in just life, you're like, fuck that guy. You know what? Fuck all of them. You know, I'm going to fuck it. I'm going to go do some blow and get a gun. Yeah. I don't really know if that's, the leap in logic that every normal human takes actually. Mark, I'm not normal. I'm not normal, but it's, it's, I mean, I think it saved your life stopping for that period of time. And I think that for me, too, I don't think I would be able to manage even what I've done at, at this stage of my life had I not had that huge amount of time. And also, like, for me, like I said, I mean, I got exposed to a lot of people who had a lot of great stories and a lot of great observations about, you know, the the human condition and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I learned that those things I do think transcend outside of those rooms sure, and those sure. people that are afflicted with that problem. Right. You know? So you just ride it out. You just don't do it anymore. Huh? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that's good. You feel better? Um, I mean, I'm a, like he said, I mean, we're here. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's the, it's a nightmare. <laughs> you know, I mean... How do you not drink? That's like psychotic. <laughs> it is. It's pretty, crazy. It's pretty dumb. So you're it's pretty. Dumb. You're grounded. That's good. You're yeah. grounded, I mean, in I, it, and it's a horrible. Angry I think it's a, No, I think it's a. You have a very, very practical, sort of unforgiving take on it, and I think it's probably it's pretty it's pretty spot on. But I mean, it's I mean, insane to not drink alcohol. It's insane. Do you, it's not, like a because at this point it's like it's comic. It's a farce. It's, yeah. It's a. I mean, do you wake up every? This is something you say every day. Uh, (laughs) Just every other, literally from sleep (laughs) to wake. I fucking hate this. (laughs) Why am I not drinking? It's insane. What do you? What? But I, you know, I have the ability to uh, the the show being an example. Throw myself into things and focus all of my attention on them enough to. And fall asleep, wake back up, and do to it to get again. lost in it. So you, yeah, you, you, so yeah, that's yeah. how you like. You're one of those guys where it's just like, oh, everything sucks, but I got this, and I can focus well, for a while. I mean, I can, yeah, just sort of the, the the podcast of how what it is that we do and how we come at it or how I come at it re- requires uh, time, right? So, so I you I really so you're like the working partner. I fall into that. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's well, for sure. But I'm, you know, I'm pretty yeah. OCD and pretty, yeah. So I, it, it just, it allows me to just right. All, that's you know. a, that's hilarious because my partner is the same way. Like you know, this guy that I work with is uh, he's in New York and uh, you know I've worked with him for years. But he's like a wizard. He's a genius. You know, he's got he's he's the most intelligent guy I know. And I just like I do this and I'm like, uh, you do. I'm going to send it to you, <laughs> and you do everything else. Do everything else. Yeah. 
But do you do what else do you do? Like do you, you got a gig or what? No, because I know he works. Oh yeah, I mean store. I I work at a I work at a medical marijuana dispensary. In, really? Yeah, in you're, West in West Hollywood, California. Does he? Yeah. So you're a sober guy. Yeah. And you work at a medical marijuana. Yeah. Needless to say, he's their best employee yeah. because he's the only one yeah. that's not like, like you know <laughs> face down in a yeah. bag of Doritos or yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know? We're spending way too much time with the product. Like, yeah. No, what I like. Yeah. You know, like if you really want a uh, nice buzz. Yeah, that's true. It's it's ironic, I guess. Does it? Why? Why? How? Out of all the jobs, seriously, what? Well, how how do you end up there? I'm a healer. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a compassionate a caregiver. Liaison. Is that <laughs> what it is? Compassionate medicine, a shaman. And it must be really hard to see all those people with such difficult, hard health problems that come in they there come every in. day. I it. will go on record as saying that his particular spot actually yeah. has like mad cancer and AIDS patients. Mad cancer and AIDS. <laughs> That's what it like, says like on the window. Yeah, we, 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 we actually mad serve mad AIDS, AIDS patients, patients, I think. Oh, With really? an arrow. <laughs> so you don't have those people there? No, like, no. Yeah. He's no, got no. His I mean, share, it's, it's insane. It's like the most, two. basically the most insane job you could. But I have no idea about that thing. I mean, do you, do you go to them? I don't fuck with them that much, no. But isn't that weird? You'd rather deal with your guy? You got a guy? Uh, I'd rather deal with my guy. Uh, why? I push, why I push it, weight. No, because so I... <laughs> I move mad weight. And so <laughs> most dispensaries don't really deal in the <laughs> quantities that I deal with. No, I think what it is is this. Most of the time, the quality of the weed is, is although they have crazy deals and are constantly undercutting each other, mm -hmm. they're also constantly undercutting the product by in order to make it that cheap because they're like in a crazy business. The other thing is the majority of them in this city, I think, are terribly shady because there was no rules as to who could open them. And so you're walking into these situations and you're giving a phenomenal amount of your own personal information over to these places that although you've maybe gotten a medical marijuana reference legitimately yeah, from, a, from a good doctor this fucking dude's got you know a kilo of coke in the back and you know he'll sell you ecstasy if you want it you is know that true I mean? well i mean that's an you extreme example right. but that does happen right I mean, <clears throat> in the valley um, so, so oh so you can be like yeah, you can be the guy that's going with your doctor's card and like i want med medical marijuana and then the guy there's like yeah you yeah you need anything else yeah you need anything else really yeah, lap little, dance no i mean they don't it's no i mean those places the the <clears throat> the the medical marijuana concept is just a front for them to be able to just move cash in and out of it. So even if the front of the place is semi-legitimate, it's just like, oh, you guys are shady. Like, well, so, yeah, because you know, it's, it's drugs. Like, it's I fucking mean... drugs. I mean, and also it's not like all of a sudden drugs went to uh, legally, medically legal, right, so and then all of a sudden these right, people- Right, it's not regulated. Yeah, it was like the same guys that have been growing it since the 70s are still fucking growing it now. So it's like, although there's these other people opening up these mom and pop weed shops, it's like, well, you're still buying them from like fucking cowboys. Yeah, you know the what guys. I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's the issue that I think needs to be addressed. And I don't think that that... And also, I'm a little big brother freaked out about, like, being in 20 years being denied... Uh being denied, you know, some sort of insurance coverage because I applied for a fucking medical marijuana card in 2005 well, you and can, they were like, you that know, can happen no, either. your dick's going to fall off and it's just going to be that way because you yeah. love weed, yeah, you know, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, bad know? choices, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Should have thought about yeah, that yeah. then. Well, that, doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't fall under the uh, the Obama no pre-existing condition judgments. Yeah, I'm not you, sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. A lot of weed. <laughs> so wait, so you work at a place. Is anything he's saying valid or credible? I mean... Like he said, in the valley. Yeah, I mean, I mean Seth's spot place is, is, is legit. legit it's, place. it's a legit and, spot. And I, I mean, mean, people come to to get high, but people come because they need it. And, yeah. yeah, but why why did you end up working there? Seriously, I mean, you know, I I, I had worked for a nutritionist, this crazy nutritionist slash colon hydrotherapist. Okay, that's well, as, far okay, the as far as we're going to go. No, no, no. Let's talk about that for a minute no. because because you wait, go to him. No, I don't. <laughs> 
the colonic thing paul krasner once said uh, the, the most i thought it was like i i remembered this joke out of everything paul krasner has said in his 90 years of writing satire he said uh, uh, a colonic is an enema with an ideology which i yeah. thought was sort of there you go <laughs> But like, That's what it said above the okay. door of the place. <laughs> no, but I, I mean, Colonic. So you, you worked at a place where he, he was do like, them. He was like a give crazy. Them. You got to specify. When you like, say that, everyone like, immediately thinks yeah. of you putting a plastic yeah, hose oh, yeah. up a dude's butt. This and dude, selling them like, some bill of goods no, about bacteria. He sold yeah, vitamins to like actresses and then yeah. they would invite every actress that worked on the TV show and he had this huge practice in the valley and just basically making cl- actresses lose weight yeah like you know just like the like b vitamin shot craze like yeah. it's just girls but, but take 30 was... pills a day and let me give you a clonic and you'll be ready yeah. for the golden globes so but did you get any sense that he was enjoying putting tubes up actresses oh he was a wouldn't he yeah was a... <laughs> and get paid for yeah, it I mean, yeah. fuck me <laughs> <laughs> just watching them in that moment yeah like, just ow, like, ow. no it's good yeah, i I, I quit the night or soon after i was sitting there in this 1970s mercedes baby blue mercedes pulled up and guy gets out starts walking i'm like i think that's john travolta and john travolta came for a sunday night late night session and i just saw it was like the godfather the door closed on me the yeah. two of them and i was like all right i quit and travolta was kissing the nutrition's yeah. his hand like, oh, <laughs> don't ask us about our business <laughs> oh yeah, yeah so that i mean that's when we so, started yeah, the show the medical, i was there i was in the, me- was in, all, in the alternative in, medicine yeah, yeah. He's yeah. In so, alternative medicine i left there it's your racket. and then yeah. somehow literally i ended up at this place they had plasma TVs in the lobby, and I was like, I don't know what this is. And it was on Craigslist. This was like it was six years ago that I got this. I've been you working guys there for in the six Craigslist. Years. That's what I hear a lot about the Craigslist. Fuck, yeah. People still talking about that, huh? People yeah, still talking about Was it a recurring segment? It was a recurring yeah. segment, and probably the only funny, act, genuinely yeah, funny, funny thing, thing we've we ever, ever done. I can hang my hat on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, people. Well, but this was actually him just answering an ad, like looking for a fucking yeah, job. A job. But we used to read a lot of a lot of. Uh, the so, gay, yeah, yeah. Like so the, the gay, yeah. not gay. The, yeah, hey, yeah. I'm straight, but you know, but wouldn't I mind getting my dick sucked right yeah. now, homeboy? I mean, you dad, know, like, daddy discipline. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no gay guys, no gay guys. But <laughs> trust. I don't. I've never know. been on Craigslist in my life. Really? Is that weird? That is weird. It's probably. I, 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 I like. I'm a little out of the loop there. Like, better I have off. things. Look around. I have things I could sell, and then theoretically, I could sell a lot of this stuff. Well, like, theoretically, it seems like you like to also buy things. Yeah. Considering no, what I get, you, I, you I, get given. I get, well, I, get, I just collect. You shit. can't sell gifts, though. That's bad juju, right? No, you they're not gifts. A lot of some of it's promotional. Some of it yeah. I've had since college. Some of it Sling like I've shit. bought. Huh? Sling it. Yeah. Sling that yeah. Shit. Do people buy shit? I mean, will they buy it? Oh my god. Really? Buy it. Fucking garage sales. When you do a garage sale and you put an ad out in Craigslist for the garage sale, you will get people. If you say, like, you will not answer the door before 9 a.m., yeah. you will get a motherfucking dude, like, at 6, knocking on your door. He's like, hey, do you have any uh, you have any screener DVDs? <laughs> like, whoa. Like, I mean, and, like, aggro yeah. about and them. That's There's a, certain things. That's a guy like, from the union. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just coming you're, after You're under you. arrest. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Get down on the ground. <laughs> but, I mean, those guys are, there's yeah. a lot of, I mean, I just did the, I worked the Rose Bowl mm. recently for the first time what do you I, mean you went to a i actually had a booth there what do you sell well actually it was my wife most mostly my wife's uh does vintage vintage clothes but i had a bunch of collectibles of my own and my dad's like that what? We were, a lot of r crumb cartoonish like 60s cartoon stuff and and like original crumb yeah, prints a, a lot of a lot of signed lithos my dad oh, really? was obsessed with with crumb and i got obsessed with him growing up and so it became this thing and we collected baseball cards together and collected yeah, a lot yeah. of r crumb shit together but it's gotten to a point where he and i both are a little crazy and and we also shift focus a lot so a yeah. lot of it's kind of amassed into these you know cardboard boxes and storage and we were like we should unload some of it keep our favorite stuff and just dump the stuff that we were just kind of yeah the collector card shit like yeah. that kind of stuff 
And so I just wanted to test the market. And yeah. since she was, she wanted to do the vintage thing. And so I started getting into it. And dude, there's guys everywhere. I mean, it's just like They'll so many out. fucking. They buy records. They buy. Still looking for baseball cards. And I'm just like, right, I guess, yeah. of course, because there's like a billion people that still spend money on baseball cards. But, it's just, so, but you know, is, did that moment happen to you where like I sit in here, I'm 50 almost, I'm 49. I just turned 49. I don't know why I say it. Well, I'm almost 50. You're Whatever. 50. 50. But like you start to look around. You're like 100. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm much you just, you older go, than you. you go, no, I'm yeah. just saying. I mean, you were playing us records earlier. I mean, yeah. come on. Well, that's because you. No, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm yeah, 40. Yeah, I mean, I'm 35, but I'm 40. You just thing, you yeah. go. You, I think they're five to ten year blocks because you can't sure. really deal with that 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 kind of murky area. Sure, but you have that moment where you look around at your shit and you're like, no, no how much of this has any meaning anymore? I mean, what am I holding on to it? Like, what what's going to happen to this shit? Who cares? Well, either you love it enough that you don't want to lose the opportunity of going back and looking at it every once in a while right. or whatever, or. I mean, that, can you? I mean, if you can make that's money called, on that's something, called hoarding. It yeah. is hoarding. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, I mean, the thing that most people justify their like mini hoarding or pseudo hoarding that they do is that these things are going to eventually be of value. That like they'll my be worth something. Kids. You got them? I got with my full garbage. But the thing kids, about so. that shit is, it's nothing's you know, worth it's, anything. It's, well, it's not you're, really. Nothing's worth. Not it's really. All, it's my not, friend Mike. My friend Mike. million dollar garbage pail kid card. Sell everything you have now, and there won't ever be because a lot of that stuff got created at a time when collectibles became in it a was business. it was a thing yeah the times that the time the, the 86 to 89 90 yeah. when my yeah. dad and i were buying baseball cards they produced more baseball cards during that time than they have over the history because of baseball people cards. are like we because, gotta buy baseball cards my generation who had dads my dad's age you know 65 years old that was our get down and like i remember going to baseball card shows and it was all kids my age and their dads Fucking kids! My brother, but the no cards kids are buying. They ain't collecting no cards now. They don't have. But they, they don't. There's no dads anymore. No, no dads. You know? There ain't no, no, no dads. Cares there's about no that. basketball, yeah. baseball. We're cards. busy. We're busy. <laughs> but uh, but wait. So your dad's cards would have been worth something. Well, he didn't collect them back then. He collected them because collect his them kid now. was into really baseball. Weird. Oh, and so shit. he had money. So he was like, "I'm gonna buy my kid fucking baseball cards. We're gonna go collect baseball cards because that's know, what rich kids do." My mother, my grandmother had a neighbor who used to babysit my mother. This girl, Jody. And she gave me a box of baseball cards. Like, and these were like of a time, you know, they weren't like Ty Cobb, but like Johnny Bench's rookie card. That's, there was like Mickey Mantle. Yeah, that's real shit. The Elusive. Yeah. Well, I didn't know anything about baseball, but I, I had these cards forever in a box. And when I was in college, sophomore year, I gave the box to the guy upstairs so he get for, so I could buy a fucking eight ball blow. Yeah. There was probably a million dollars in that box, right? I mean, I know, I'd say at least, at how, least 10 how much G's, fun did you have that night? But how much? How good was that eight ball? Yeah, I don't even remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, there's, the there's been a lot of eight balls. Yeah, I, I imagine do. it ended with me jerking off and being afraid. Yeah, <laughs> jerking off for four <laughs> hours, hours and yeah, being yeah, afraid. Yeah. <laughs> no, jerking away the death. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was doing. I think fucking. I mean, what do you? I mean, I, I let go of Star Wars shit, like all the stuff that you know I wasn't supposed to. I held on to all the shit that wound up not being collectible, and I let go of all the things that actually wound up being. Laugh now, buy later is the thing my friend always says because in the music world, like there's shit that we sell at that music store, secondhand stuff Down the that street? we couldn't have given away five years ago. Down the street, yeah. And then you get these producers coming in now looking for shit, and I was like, literally, we used to have like them stacked up in the back and would like, you know, like amps kick and them shit, up, just certain types of effects. You know, Isn't that weird though? Because now the digital is crapped out. Like you know, people everyone's going back to shitty shit from the eighties and nineties, and it's like this is this is the shit that we couldn't give away for years, and now it's just 
It's just it's that cycle, and it happens. It happens. It happens all the time. I mean, it really does. Shit just turns over. I shouldn't have fucking sold my crybaby Wawa pedal. Yeah, that kind of shit. You know, be but like, they oh, still make those. They still make them, but of course, someone's gonna come up and say, "Yes, they do still make them." However, yeah, the yeah. potentiometers that they use, <laughs> and you know, and probably the fool's right. But it's just a matter of whether you give a shit. About I'm just so like glad that, you yeah. validated my fear, the, the tweeter fear I had, because I was like, I'm on that verge. <clears throat> Mark has an insane pair of speakers in his in his living room. Right, but I, but I kept going like. Why is it hurting my ears? The guy said, you know, what's great about these speakers is not going to hurt your ears like digital does. And like, and then on some records, those vocals, yeah. they kind of grate. Yeah. And you're saying it's like, I just need to run sound through them for a hundred hours or so? Something like that. 110. 100, no, but I mean, you, you got to break those things in a little bit and, and get them get them a little less, uh, they're new, a little new sounding right now. But that's the whole idea is that in 60 years, those things are going to sound better than they do right Dude, now. Dude, in 60 know? years, I'm not going to be doing anything. Yeah. But me and your girl are going to be listening. <laughs> Loving it. Listen to this Credence. This was Mark's favorite Credence record. <laughs> and she's going to say, I don't like him. Yeah. And you're going to say, how can you not like him? How can him? you not like Credence? Just like, yeah. And she's going to go, just play it. Can how I watch can you TV not like the revival? Yeah, what the fuck is wrong with right, you? Right. And that's going to be the beginning of the end of you and Jessica. <laughs> so wait. You don't, you don't, do you collect anything or you just, no, you, I, you don't, you collect, I archive every, he collects us. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a, a closet full of this show. He hasn't let go of everything. I keep all the audio archived. He keeps all of the notes, all of the articles in which he pulled from any sort of fan art that we've ever gotten sent, any correspondence. Yeah. Tactile I mean, sort of. It's, no, but it's all, I mean. But you're like a control freaky guy and he's like chaos guy. Like chaos guy, we collect things, but everything's a fucking mess. Guys yeah, it's like all you. unfinished collections. Everything's like yeah, like this. Yeah. I mean, like this we, makes this makes this, this he makes him yeah. wants to vomit yeah. right now. He's You're like anxious. seasick being in here. Really? Yeah, it's <laughs> too it's too much. Is, <laughs> really? Too much. Is it creating anxiety? <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, we that I mean the, the, my the closet in my living room. It's yeah. just we've done the show. Seven will be seven years old. Jennifer Aniston in the, our show on February 11th will celebrate our birthday so that's seven years it's jennifer it's aniston's gonna be on your show jennifer no aniston. no no she has, just has a birthday the same share day as the show the show shares a birthday with jennifer. have you tried aniston. to have her huh get her on the show yeah we've never had anybody on the show except yeah. my mom your mom's been on my mom is mom. that was an early early thing like she, no she, she dips three yeah, episodes she, she dips in and when, out when i'm when you're gone well when i know i'm gonna be gone and we got a bank something or something like that Couple and she's Christmases in town when she yeah. was out we usually holidays right when she's when oh, she's so in she town. comes out yeah, i gave yeah. her some white z and stuck her on the mic yeah, yeah. she gets a little zimp and just fucking goes for it just <laughs> that accent she's Masha. no rookie at this point no I mean, her, my mom and her and 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 seth's mother uh both have been Listening to the show since we started, and oh yeah, I mean when we isn't it nice to have give them something that they can pretend to be proud of? Uh, no, it's more humiliating. I think at this point, I think Seth would say something differently, but I think my mom just most of the time she loves the show and she supports the show, but man, she just I she levels me sometimes because I I use it's a lot of I use a lot of words but you're also telling her shit that she doesn't know my mom was in the show and she's like i had no idea that you're like oh, yeah i uh, never knew you jerked off that much yeah yeah i mean they think of, she thinks of me differently that's for sure yeah but she yeah. still supports me yeah just from a distance i think a little bit more no but she corrects me on like verbiage and you know, words <laughs> like and shit like that like verbiage like words words no they're words and your mom i guess is probably like you, i'm she, an only child so that's so she says to you it's like i don't know how you spend so much time with him but you seem to enjoy yourself she, she's she's she, she loves, loves the show. It. She I mean, loves, she the, loves show. the show. Yeah, yeah. She thinks it's really funny and, yeah. And, yeah. and and listens every week and 
You yeah, know. I guess it's nice to give him something to be pseudo proud of. Like, yeah, hey, I'm like, not on TV, but look, I yeah, did yeah, do this yeah, thing, yeah, and like, yeah. there are some people that like I mean, it. She doesn't <laughs> like me being out here, and, right. and I've been out here for 17 years, and I'm going to go to Hollywood, and you know, yeah, she yeah, always yeah. knew I was going to go to Hollywood. Yeah, we came out when I was in high school to visit and went yeah. to TCBY, the country's best yogurt. Sure, and talked about it for nine months back in Massachusetts. Yeah. So. Uh-huh. Like I was always gonna move, you know. She came stick. out here with you to sort of feel well, it out. No, but like uh, my parents, like let's go on vacation. We there, we have friends in Santa Monica, and yeah. I saw a Lamborghini and was like, oh my god, like yeah. this place. Yeah. I yeah. was wearing, you know, like TNC surf shop clothes and listening to the Beach Boys, yeah. and you know, so like you're like this yeah. is good. I had the, the doors and greatest hits, and I, yeah. it's all I listened to. It's like yeah. Ralph Macchio in the Karate Kid yeah. when he first so, moves there, basically, exactly. like that kind yeah. of. A, so it doesn't end the same way. Yeah. <laughs> This story. <laughs> so she she's just like I can't believe you live out there and because she, she knows this yeah. is I mean I love Hollywood like that's you know yeah always wanted to be here love it champion it I mean do not you gonna st- leave do you still oh God I mean more. Really? It's, yeah. So, but for the wrong reasons now. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. well, no, no probably for the right reasons. For the right reasons. And you grew up in it. Like I can't imagine that. Like, who were your peers? Did you hang out with a bunch of those others? You know, kind of like. Yeah. Well, my dad doesn't. How about this? My dad doesn't have many famous friends. Mm -hmm. Like he does. He wasn't friends with like other like create like Like Bruce Willis. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were they were kind of homies. But uh, but what about Harry? Did he hang out with? uh, I mean, everyone on the show when they were hanging out. But obviously, when you do a show for ten years with somebody, I mean, you know, yeah, you don't talk about. You're gonna come back. You're gonna come back to my place after this, and we'll just talk for a couple more hours. No, (laughs) No, we're gonna wrap it up, right? When I hosted a radio show with another guy, we didn't even speak off off the mic. Yeah, I mean, Seth and I haven't seen each other, and you know, haven't seen each other in nine days. Is that true? No, no, no. But I grew up. There was a certain amount of that element that you'd come across, but I wasn't like super tight with like famous people's kids and my dad like you i said and jacob he, dylan no, no like none of that shit we did go to the same high school but separate from each other oh really yeah yeah if i'm not mistaken but yeah. but still weird because when he was a kid i mean his father wasn't just an actor he was super fucking successful I mean, yeah. he won an emmy four years in a row so yeah. it's like yeah there was a, it's there a was weird a time of i mean that was and, and when you back to your question about knowing who his father was like i fucking fucking loved his old man like night court like dan <laughs> i mean that was like my him and like john ritter a while like i'm yeah. gonna be an actor i can do that yeah and like yeah. so it, it is trippy you know i'm from i'm like from like straight up massachusetts but like, also that you know. period of time and i think our age group i mean that was there was like that was sort of the last heyday of those like, was, like, three that networks, Thursday night comedy you know? block where you like peep everybody like yeah. if you were on a sitcom you yeah. were like 20 million people crazy saw you. famous and you know internationally and, like, known yeah, like, yeah and that's just not i don't and no slag on anybody that's doing it now but the world just doesn't work that way yeah. there's too many options and there's there's not that kind of hyper focus sure i mean there would be situations where we would get into as a kid where you, it would just be like oh this is like a full stop like like 300 people have just recognized you and that's it like it's a wrap like we're 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 not moving like right. we're just standing still on the street now and like we can't and he was uh, always incredibly you know good about it but i mean thinking about it then i mean it was kind of freaky as a kid but i trusted my dad but in hindsight like as an adult i don't know how he allowed that to happen and not wind up socking somebody or something with just t- trying to protect his wife and his children and kind of thing because he'd be poor because people be... used to mop yeah and also call him like Dan Aykroyd. I mean, it was that kind of mentality where it's like if somebody. They, that's somebody. I know that person's famous. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. but yeah, not you, exactly knowing you're, who. You're, you're, you're that guy, the, and very, very presumptuous. Yeah. You know, or I think nowadays, you know, as much as like paparazzos and shit do their thing, I think personal, regular people know, like you can't really get up in somebody's mug and just get. I don't crazy, know. It's you know? like I think that uh, really everyone is a paparazzi now. 
Yeah. That, like you cannot like with the iPhones and shit. Oh, it, all, it, what, you know, I'm not even that famous, but people are like, hey, picture. Can I just? And all of a sudden, they're leaning into you, yeah. and you're clicked. Yeah. Or else you're sitting there holding somebody you don't know for a really long time while their friend goes, "Is it? How do you? You know? That's yeah. a, But I it's mean, all those days easy. are over. Controlling our our image, I think, even in the limited capacity that Seth and I are in the public eye. I mean, we do a radio show. That's yeah. the only thing we do, yeah. pretty much. So yeah. there's, there is footage of us doing that show live, but like that's about the the extent of it and even us it's like you google images and it's just like oh there you go like you you're out there you're out there yeah in a bunch know? of facebook pictures yeah of course you know <laughs> yeah, and yeah, just yeah. like you know sweating and from the fucking armpits and just like <laughs> awesome you know like this yeah. is like ill-fitting t-shirts you know what was it like the first time you met his dad his dad's the best yeah he's a so homie. yeah he's but like as a fan as a um he we're, we're, yeah, we're homies. Like he's, yeah. he looks more like my dad. He looks I more like my father's son than I look like. He, in a like in, in a, a pilot, pilot, in a flashback of a of a Larry Gelbart pilot, yeah. caught in the rain. Me yeah, and a young lady caught in the rain, sitting in a car, playing his father playing like, as, a, as a young man. Oh yeah, so he was in the pilot as well. Yeah. And, oh, that's yeah. nice. That's nice, cute, right? Yeah. Did you set him yeah. up with that? Did, you, did they thought of you? And no, what unless they never told me. Maybe that's how I got it. I thought what? I charmed the, the late great Larry Gelbart in the in the room, but maybe you secretly, maybe your dad got it for me and didn't. Oh, I don't think he like strong armed. Okay, it. no, I think he got you. I, I would got, be so bad if I found out that's how I got this here. <laughs> Telling the truth, let's get it, a little. I mean, because that's how I got the, that's how I got <laughs> Crossroads. Larry owed my dad a favor, <laughs> huge favor. <laughs> Vegas, it was a Vegas thing. You were in Crossroads, just a, you know, no big deal. Just, just Britney Spears, no big deal. Briefly, yeah, just three words, no big deal. Yeah. Well, uh, but they put, I mean, they did that it. just essentially to be like, you want to be in, you should be in Britney Spears' movie because you should be in Britney Spears' movie because that's like, because you should be in it because it's like, that's, Seth, you deserve that. So when was that? That was in, what, 2000? Oh, I don't even, Wait, yeah. Crossroads, that, that's not the Ralph Macchio Blues movie? That's no, funny. That is the Ralph Macchio Blues movie, but there was another movie I got with cut Brit out of a that. Britney Spears I, vehicle called Crossroads where she goes on a road trip with like Taryn Manning and... Uh -huh. Uh, what's the other girl's the Zoe Saldana, Zoe Saldana. Nate Thierry. Uh -huh. Nate I worked with Nate Thierry. Yeah, he worked with Nate Thierry. Jesse Camp, Nate Thierry, and Britney Spears all in one movie. Yeah, but yeah, he's just it. it my, Hollywood's tough. It's a tough town. It's horrendous. It's, but you know, I did it like and everyone. That's why I when you said the wrong reasons, I don't think it's the wrong reasons. I think coming here and thinking that something other than the shittiest shit in the world is going to happen to you coming here. Think you know what I mean? I think it takes. Like you're saying, it's different for me. My experience was totally different. However, growing up the way that I did, I am, I would be pretty leery of jumping into that career move and being like, I'm going to move out here and be a commercial yeah, but, actor. But the you weird know? thing is, is like, you know, none of this. I, no, I think that what you guys do is really, there's more people like you than there are the others. So like the Hollywood experience is really your experience and your experience. Oh, yeah. It's so, not, I mean, it's, yeah. it's not the celebrity experience. But the weird thing is, is that. That all that information is available. Yet, yet thousands of people every year go like, "I'm going to be the guy." Yeah, yeah. Still, people still course. play fucking super lotto with, without yeah. a fucking agent, without no, any idea nothing. how anything course, gets made. Nothing. It's like I got this thing I made. I got. I wrote this. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? I got off a plane months ago. Yeah. And I realized I had no cash on me. Mm -hmm. uh, my phone was dead, and I needed to take a fucking cab back to the West Side or whatever. Yeah. Or, Realized I didn't have enough money for a cab and was like, fuck, I'm on the bus. Yeah. And I asked somebody at the airport and I was like, how do I get from where I am right now to like out in the world and take a bus home? And so he directs me to the bus that you take within LAX that takes you out of LAX to another parking lot where you catch a bunch of different buses or whatever. I know it's at the sea lot. Exactly. Yeah. So I am standing waiting for the bus at LAX and this like <laughs> quadriplegic guy like rolls up to me like, you know, like, yeah. 
you yeah, know, yeah. kind of vibe and comes up and he's, he's got a pretty, he's, he's pretty physically, you know, uh, disabled. Yeah. And he asked me like, is this where I catch the seven bus or whatever? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, where are you going? He's like, I have to catch the two bus to Santa Monica. And I was like, oh, I was like, we're going to the same fucking place. Yeah. So needless to say, I was like, what are you doing here? Yeah. And he's like, I'm here to be an actor. And yeah. I was just like, I, I look at him and I was just like, you are like, you are so wildly off base because it's like, I, well, under, I, and well, I was like, you, obviously I was like, it's a niche. It's a niche it's thing. Specific. I get it. It's very specific. <laughs> yeah. But within that specificity, it's, there's, I mean, he doesn't. You didn't say this to him. Not, not in so many words. I, I don't think I discouraged him, but uh -huh. I did try to make him like, I was like, you have a better chance of getting like raped under the pier than you yeah. do of getting a job. You know that. Like what you're stepping oh, that's into. A, well, that was very delicate of you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> have you. Have you thought about podcasting? Yeah. Have you ever tried <laughs> podcasting? It doesn't pay so good, but, um, but I just was like, dude, this is, he knew he didn't know anyone to call any contact, no one to talk to, nowhere, I mean, literally not even like a, oh, there was an extras casting thing and I'm at least going to go and get a paper bag lunch and like sit on a set and kind of yeah. try and get my, no Nothing. concept. And I was like, to do that and be a completely able-bodied human being with a vagina yeah. is crazy, yeah. much less like homeboy like oh, you're, yeah. you're not you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. there's nothing working here yeah. besides your 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 mouth like yeah. i mean i literally i mean i was with him for four hours he was like we were homies like we went out and shit but i was just like you don't know what you're doing here like you probably should go home yeah i didn't i don't even, I didn't know how else to say it because yeah. i was just like i don't think this is a good idea yeah are you still in touch? Yeah. Uh, called, he's, he, called died. Justine. he died a couple, yeah, of, a couple of weeks ago. So. No, no, yeah, no, no. Justine no, I, got him a general. And he's, yeah, uh, he's on Britney Spears. DJ Qualls got his part on Legit on FX. <laughs> Thanks. Can't even fucking. It's unbelievable. I think it, I think he went back home. But I think that is sort of interesting that 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 your story and like yeah, I don't know if you know uh, the uh, the Walking the Room guys or whether you have that moment where we've like, met. We, yeah, we, they we, were. I've spoken to them. Seth's actually met them. I've spoken to them. They on, let us know. do. They. For the the podcast festival, they said you should the one you they flicked on. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, well yeah, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm no, joking. I, and they asked me to do it again. Like, maybe I'll do it this time. <laughs> this, this year, year two. That's I gotta do you, it. I gotta do. You it always one. like the first one to go through just to when yeah. Woodstock. So they can sure. hammer. That's why I went to shit. Woodstock too. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I could no, make sure the, the what the other hadn't worked yeah. out the kinks on the first yeah. one. Yeah, the sound wasn't as good as it could have yeah. been. And what about them? Well, they it's a similar sort of thing, or it's the journey of two guys who have failed in their minds. Yeah. And they, 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 well, they, I mean, yeah, I don't I'm still. I'm. I'm. I'm like. Look at me. I'm available here. I, I'm. I'm in the book. I didn't mean to suggest. You know. Anything. No. I. I I've I been. Mean, I've, I've I'm, I'm still. <laughs> I'm still. I came here because I am like. Do you want to push your website or anything? Um. Do you have? Is your headshots available there? Oh, well, you mean your personal it, website? It's <laughs> like Ramatelli. I'm. I'm here. Cause I fucking love Hollywood. Paradigm. I fucking. Are you love, paradigm still? I'm still. I'm, I'm with the uh, Metropolitan. Are they still an agency? <laughs> that's uh, a bad. That's a bad moment. Where you're like, I'm not sure if I have an agent. I, I, yeah. I think they're on Wilshire. <laughs> I have an agent, but I'm not yeah. sure if that agent has an agency. Yeah. yeah I don't <laughs> but I'm like, I'm. I'm fucking love television. I love television more. I love Hollywood more. I'm still. I, we do this show and whatever it's just a fucking comedy podcast and we try to get people to listen to it but I st still work as hard on it and care as much on if I was on Parks and Recreation you know what I mean no, no, I, believe I think, me I know yeah, I, I mean yeah. I, you know I, yeah. I think more I think there's a certain point where it's like having met a lot of dudes that are working actors and the joy that they actually the majority of them actually get out of once they're in a situation where like fuck I'm actually making money this is what I do now a lot of them are miserable and a lot of them are in a situation that they don't wish they were in. Now, granted, 
you know, Seth and I might have to sell our kidneys soon in order to pay rent, but we're very creatively, you know, spiritually, as far as the show go, like we're dead happy because it's just like, Oh, we rule. Like we can do anything we want. Like, and, and, and the fact that we go to other cities and like, hundreds of people come out and see us do it live i'm like well those guys on those shows can't do that like no one's gonna come and see you dog like nobody cares about you and they, they really just care about your whack show that you're on yeah and you they know? really know you guys you know that's yeah. the great thing about podcasting is like you you've been doing it like six years and you've got a loyal fan base yeah. and they're excited and to I'm, see you a, yeah and they want to you know it, they want to ask you questions about did you ever get that thing fixed and yeah. you know, <laughs> that kind of shit yeah i mean that to me is it's great it's I, totally unique yeah. too i think too well what do you want to do I make music and I do this and that's about it. And what what's uh, is the music uh, what kind of music? Oh, I mean it's like uh it's two it's it's two guys. It's Amir and I. We're in a band called Jogger and I would say it's like experimental electronic stuff but we both sing, we both play guitar and there's like harmonies and shit. So yeah. it's it's definitely influenced by uh, electronic music in the LA beat scene and stuff yeah. like that, but we're both come from a background of being like players and yeah. so we're trying to incorporate that a bit. Uh-huh. We rule. And you no, got records? Uh, we have a record out. Came out a couple of years ago, and we're working on another one right now. There, there you go. And you're and you still audition and stuff? No, no, no. I, I did. I did that for ten years when we started He's the show now. seven years He's ago. What? Offer only. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, good. So totally. you're, tech you're, avail you're, offer you, only. You've reached that, that level. I have yeah. No cell phone, no email, no Facebook. So <laughs> you just gotta come to the. Crib. You gotta. You gotta. You gotta come come to a live show under the door. Yeah. Just slide it under the door. And see. We. I did that for ten years. Then when when he finally. He said in 2005, we should do this thing. The idea was, you know, we, we just, it's simple. You just plug in the microphone. I can come over with my laptop. It took him a year of telling me to do it for me to be like, fuck it. We'll, we'll do it. And that, that was February of 06. And how did you start building out the audience? I mean, how did that work it out? Was, it's literally been the same way ever since Telefriend, Telefriend, Telefriend. That's it. We never done any advertising. We done no cross-promotion uh, on other, I mean, that's why, like, this, this is, is like, our only podcast. This is the biggest this thing we've ever po- Yeah, this, this is by I'm not far. Kidding, like, this is like the we've biggest. never been a guest on anyone else's show except for one time. One time, a few years, years ago. Actually, Who? we did uh, Jordan and Jesse go. They were nice enough. To let us. He's come a good on. guy. He's a guy that told me which mics to get. Jesse. Perfect. Yeah, that was yeah, that's yeah. the only other time. And now, obviously, this is like we've been fucking seven years. Yeah. We've. It's a little bit harder when you don't. You know what I mean? You're saying Conan had to like duck his head in your house. I was like, fuck it. Would I wish Conan rolled by my crib like. Look, like that wasn't an easy get. You know, I mean, that yeah. was... You know what I mean, though. It's, for us, it's just because it's just the two of us and it's fucking but seven you, years. It's like, but, God damn it. So is there some uh, bitterness about the... Uh, no, not bitterness, just... No, but we're, it's just... We're, we're, I think it's, we seem to have been... We started the show so long ago. Now fucking, obviously, everyone has a show. Yeah. And we kind of got... We're in a weird... We're we not got squeezed we, a little bit. We got bit. squeezed yeah. in because we're not really like... We're not stand-ups. We're not in the alternative comedy scene. you're not radio guys either, but you guys are actually original podcasters. Yeah, but because of that world... But that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything because Adam... something to me, guys. That's why. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's why I had you. The Adam Carollas of the world coming in, they brought a phenomenal amount of legitimacy to the podcast realm just because it's like, oh, you just brought a million people over to the iTunes podcast page. I mean, yeah, whatever. A hundred... Uh, give or take of hundred, seventy one thousand. Um, everyone's, I mean, everyone's a little cagey about the numbers. Well, yeah. everybody wants to be cagey about the numbers because everyone because the, because there's a perceived value in in our listenership, just like there's a perceived value in hits on YouTube. But people can yeah, fucking fudge those numbers all day long. We, no, I, no, it's, I you know, think it's, it's actually different because you know with podcasting now, what's happening, and I just know this because of what I've been doing in terms of people interviewing or people like uh, uh, trying to deal with the the success of the medium and what it means. Like for a while there, there was this big. Uh, 
the story was like, how? Well, there's all these podcasts, but how do you make money? And no one could answer that question. Yeah. I mean, uh, because you couldn't really. And and there was an idea that you could. And, and Adam certainly tried every way possible and everything. And, and the way we started making money was we finally just did a piece um, that's not out yet where we're just sort of like, well, just let's just fucking tell them what we're dealing with. Tell them the numbers. Tell them everything. Fuck it. It'd be good for the medium. Because eventually... What's going to happen is all those terrestrial advertisers and everybody else is going to start figuring out a way to diversify their 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 ads into as many podcasts as possible and just pay people relative to the numbers they have. We have real numbers. You have real numbers. Yeah. And and that, that that's something they will never have on radio. And they've been fudging numbers forever. You don't have to fudge numbers with podcasting unless it's a pride thing. Yeah. You, no, you, for sure. But then also that that. You know, but those guys currently run in a model that's like on a cost per thousand, which is, you know, fairly standard. But when you look at it, it's like, you know, however many you could have 200,000 people downloading some, you know, bullshit fucking, you know, movie preview podcast or some bullshit like that. Right. As opposed to, let's say, 60,000 people downloading a show of yours or downloading a show of ours. If we plug something and we genuinely plug it on that show. The, the the type of listener, the type of potential sure. customer that you're dealing with, it's like if we sign off on something, like you're probably going to go and buy it because yeah. it's like I'm telling you it's the best and and you believe me. Yeah, you don't want to mislead them. Yeah, yeah and I don't want to mislead you because sure. my integrity is somewhat on the line. Right. Although we are still trying to do a show and still trying to be funny and still trying to be informative and entertaining. But we'd like to make a living. Is that we, okay? Exactly. And so <laughs> and the that's question why is, I beats but listen, by Dr. Dre. that's on us. Uh, exactly. That's why this show is brought to you by you know, Dr. Dre. But the issue with that is that we, we are signed up in a format that doesn't allow you to charge for it. We don't even have the option when you upload a, an RSS feed to iTunes to say, charge 50 cents for this. Yeah. It, they don't give it to you as an option. Yeah. So it's like, well, we're the fucking dummies. Yeah. We're the ones that put it yeah. up for free. And, and so now for us to give something for free and be like, yeah, we're going to give it to you for free, but we have to be able to make money off of it. It's just, you know. We're, it's just tricky. It's, it's tricky, tricky. You know, and, but you know? The, the truth of the matter is, is that you could do what we did, which is you, you keep the most recent 50 free. So that means every episode's free for six months. If you want the other ones, you got to get the app or yeah. you got to buy the- totally. uh, I one was, of those. I just that, that's the second printing on the, right in front of you. The stack of CDs. Oh, that's the just second the archives, printing. Basically, the first one hundred. Right. Okay. And you've Which got is, all that stuff, and you can you could put your notes in there yeah. too. You could all the stuff you're saving. You can include in a package. That yeah. You could offer no, people. I mean that's that's I think ultimately the thing, and I think then all of a sudden a show that has amassed an archive over those years, it does become valuable and it does become of some worth because we can go back and mine all yeah. those shows for our favorite things or the things that were the most yeah, and the, the only significant and try to keep that you know and the only guy you, know. you got to worry about is like fuck you the internet should be free i've got all your shit and, and i'm putting gonna, it down on torrent and they're gonna do it anyway yeah, it so doesn't matter you're just trying to if you have loyal fans they'll be like you know all you're fuck trying to you do guys. is give your yeah. a time buffer to allow those loyal fans who say i love this and i want to pay for it you want to support these guys they, they can do whatever they want after how that, do you guys you monetize know? now uh we i don't you know I, I sell coke <laughs> um, no, I mean, listen, when we go and play live shows, obviously we make money from that. Uh, we've had a lot of success doing some merch, although I kind of, uh, went through a difficult time where I sort of fucked that up cause I was running that on my own and I didn't do such a good job. What happened? It. It's not my forte. What you had a garage Commerce. full of shit? In the I just, I, yeah, there was some. Yeah, there was some unfulfilled orders that didn't quite get dealt with. You know, so <laughs> how, we've we how'd basically you, uh, how'd you handle that? I just it's me calling people back apologizing and apologizing and, like, on my behalf and like shit. writing them postcards and being yeah, like, please, so he's, sorry. he's so stupid. He's doing I, his best. I, if I had a so minute, so we basically free time. we kind of we we've 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 regrouped and we're about to kind of relaunch with like a much more organized and with with. Uh, those types of duties, you know, delegated to people who are actually good at them. Well, did you ever think about hooking up with one of these new networks? Oh, podcast network? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. we don't. It, it, sure, we have like. Can you? If they're gonna yeah, pay can, me, that's. I, I don't want to go and do that for free as well. And like the numbers, when you look at that, it's like, well, so hold on a second. Like, I could just do this and put it up on iTunes, and you and iTunes could take thirty cents on every dollar. But and, if you went over to uh, to Earwolf yeah. or to, uh, well, they don't want us. First of all, why? Well, because we we're not. That. We don't oh, know that. But I mean, it's like it's not really. We're not like that. Well, what do you mean? They just, they're not like us. They're what are you we're not talking like that. about? I mean, it's just like a. It's. I don't know. I've just never felt and then any they, sort then, of. But then you get into a profit share deal where they, you know, you know Earwolf is. I mean, I don't do a network because yeah, we yeah, run yeah. our own shop. Right, but we're doing okay well, like that. Look at us. No, I get that, but yeah, I'm sitting here talking to you guys, and you're like, we. Don't oh, because we're pleading our case, saying that we're broke. No, yeah, I think it's just been. Well, hold on a second. Fact of the matter is, is that ideally, you know, you were able to, you know, parlay I, the popularity I it into it. Well, not only that though, yeah. but since then, yeah. you've parlayed that into. Other things that that are profitable that you do get paid. For yeah, but th- but but that's like that model. We've we've got to go like there's, your cologne, right? Like but no your fragrance, <laughs> like your we, manly fragrance. But I think we've got to get beyond that because, okay. like, in order for the the, yeah. the medium to be accepted as legit on on a business level, you know, people have to stop saying like, yeah, I don't really care about yeah, it, but no, you know, no, I sell oh, a few no, more no. tickets it's, because you know we're doing real content. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Yes. I mean, the content oh, is I the, mean, is the thing. Yeah, and like I just did an article. Like some guy just called me from a from an NPR show, right? And this, the piece he did was sort of like, how is the podcast helping your other things? Yeah, your ancillary, or, right? Yeah. Right, and it's like that. That was two years ago. Yeah. You know, some of us are trying to you know to to, to figure out how to keep, maintain the integrity of our yeah. of our of our yeah. content and still make a couple bucks. Well, that's yeah. at least well, that's we we have that. We probably did the model backwards, but at least we have. At the seven-year mark, at least we have that. We have the integrity of it because we haven't made a fucking any money in seven years, and we've put out these shows, and we're still doing it. Maybe we're hoping now that all right, now maybe is that we we did for seven years. Like if someone said, if he said to me at the beginning, if we do this every week, I'll come to your house for seven fucking years. Then Mark Maron will invite us on, and something will happen. I'd be like, I'm all right, I'm in. I mean, I think like so, you said though, like it, it is eight 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 four two two three five seven. If somebody wants to like put, you, give me a guest spot on a network show or you, help us. We we spent a good amount of time thinking that where we were wasn't the right place and that we needed to use that platform in order to get somewhere else, i.e. television, mm. let's say. At the point... So you thought you were going to be on TV? Well, I thought we... not a, not. I, I mean, obviously, Seth had his own pursuits as an individual, but I think once the show started gaining popularity, mm-hmm. we were like, well, wait a second. Like, we can kind of be this and do this anywhere because it's, it's, you know, you could kind of stick us as that... As that that conversational duo or whatever right. in other environments, right. whether right. it be, you know, talk show type format mm-hmm. or like, you know, reality show or whatever. So we started, you know, doing rounds of meetings and, and, and nothing really went in that direction. And all of a sudden I got really discouraged because it was like, oh, maybe the only reason this shows any remotely popular or remotely successful is because it's fucking free and that that's about what it's worth. You know what I mean? And so you, that it does, it does. You just made it about your self-esteem then. So you're just sort of like, I'm a piece of shit. No, I'm just, but just like, I'm, we're not funny enough to be paid for. We're funny enough to listen to for free, but not to pay for kind but of a thing. I, you know? I come I, at I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm a, mine's a little different in terms that, I I'm like, I don't think that I'm saying that's what what sure, could sure. happen to you. Sure, you know sure, I mean? it is discouraging at first. You're sort of like you know, like how do we get more people? You know what? Yeah. A, what do we got to do? Well, um, b- that uh, money and fans and listeners and v- when I look at it, it's sixty minutes. We do an original sixty minutes every week. I just say this show is the show that I would want to hear if I, if someone said check this out yeah. in 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 because we don't have a visual element let's just say st- strictly you're going to listen to this 
what we talk about editorially, what the the language that's been created. The it's the show is. I mean, I, I hope because we put it's, it's my whole fucking life. This is the this is the show that I do to put out in the world. Uh, yeah, dude, as this is this is entertainment. Yeah, and so it's maybe great. out of that, I thought maybe somebody would come along and you know say, well, you know what, this is this there is this is sort of you know a kind of original thing, and maybe we could. It's not crazy to think. I mean, other shows ha- have had, you know, Comedy Bang Bang, Chris Hardwick, Nikki and Sarah on MTV. There's there are people that have come out of this, been taken out of that world and put into like like yeah. the dreamscape of imagining like me being on my couch going through my DVR and saying yeah. seeing Ah oh, Yeah Dude next to like oh I got to watch that and Colbert like this is yeah. fucking crazy. But I think the thing about it with us is also you know there's a lot of people that are we don't have any recognition as stand-ups per se or comedians mm. outside of the podcast mm-hmm. world and so it it is a little bit different some of these comedians that have podcasts that have then also gone on to other things like well you also you know people have been seeing you doing the rounds for forever we don't have any you know nobody yeah, but, knows but, who the fuck we are so we're going to convince them hey let's let's put us on tv and let us do a show where we don't do anything but, we just talk shit and you don't know who we are but i think you know, that but what's odd though is as a comic you know i was you know out there for years but i didn't really amass any following then i ended up in radio for like two years and i learned how to talk on these mics and i became very uh enamored with the freedom of it and then when i did a podcast i think there's a lot to be said that you in order to have the the ego and the the sort of comfort level and and just the personality that can create this intimate environment that we work in and build a loyal fan base around this particular medium is a very rare skill set. Unfortunately, because of radio and what radio became over the years, yeah, it was all very disposable. No, no one ever like outside of Stern and people that had regular talk shows. You know, radio was just thought of as like I'll put it on my car or whatever. Yeah. But but I think that the medium itself and what you guys do is is elevated and i think a lot of what you're talking about has to do with the trivialization of the medium and and also the people that you're talking about in terms of of launching into successful things i mean honestly nobody has ever approached me to do a talk show right i mean and fundamentally what i'm doing and what i'm I'm good at is talking to people but it's true and that's not what you're you're saying is we should hunker down move to new mexico like my dream get a huge house and like New found Mexico's a way nice. to do do the show and grow old together and yeah, and, and just be a uh, yeah dude in, in, in Abiquiu, New Mexico until we're Abiquiu. 80. Really, you want to go out there with Georgia O'Keefe and, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and talk about paint some, well, paint some, some, paint some skulls and flower vaginas, yeah. orchids and yeah, skulls. Yeah, I mean, all <laughs> that dead, stuff, it, that is. is all sort of what do you, Here's like, what, like you I, do with everything. Can I, you, can I give you some advice? Yeah. Here's what I think we should do. <laughs> the three of us? Sure. All right. Uh, what, what is true about you guys is that you're, you're great at it and, and you, you're, uh, hilarious and you, and very entertaining. And the thing is you sort of got lost in a wave of, of these other podcasts coming in. You were ahead of the curve on, on the medium and, and you're sort of stranded in the world that you built for yourselves and you, you feel a little powerless in terms of, I think there was a, there was an agent that said, it sounds to me like you guys are complaining about being niche and that that's not probably something you well, should but, complain about because but, but, nobody like it's like well you picked to be like weirdo like no but i think you got niched out in the niche you were in yeah. like you were niche and now yeah. you're niche you guys, of the niche. Niche. you guys we didn't realize niche. Yeah. you niched my niche man. It, it happened so slowly <laughs> and organically we didn't realize it we didn't realize it not having guests on and not going on other shows and, and building this island and just 
Like, yeah. oh fuck, it's seven. It's been seven years. We yeah. didn't realize that that was gonna right, right. But that now it's so bad that all of a sudden <laughs> yeah. it was gonna burn so gonna much. Burn so much. <laughs> I swear to God, I don't want to sound like I. I love. I love the show. I love doing it. I would be doing it. People love you, you know, guys. We, you can, we, my girlfriend is it. like. I don't know when it happened. Because she's a podcast fiend, and uh, she doesn't even listen to me anymore. I mean, how much of me can she take? Literally, I mean, but like, my you, lady does not listen to me. No way. Yeah, not like you chance. guys and walking the room, but like now, like it's like all you guys all the time, and and she's like, you know, she's into it, and like it, we don't have to talk about that necessarily. Which one of you guys is a vegetarian? Me. And you used to be for about fourteen years. Ten? No, I was ten, eleven years. I was probably. Well, what happened? So now, like, how much are you drinking? Oh, really? Oh. Ugh. Yeah, he brings it. <laughs> how long? How long before you come back to the? Uh, maybe six six months. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, what I'm guessing. So you got it. So you I'm, see I'm, it. I'm, I, I see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's there. It's on the horizon. The event horizon is. So you, you give me the a singularity call. is gonna occur. I'll take you down to tropical for a, for an eight thirty. And you and you you start eating meat. How so? How, what no, can I just get? We'll get back to the business in a minute. The the first drink you had after being sober for fifteen years. How was that? It was a shot of absinthe. And how was it? It was, I mean, it, I didn't get drunk or anything like but that. But did I you was, feel like, oh, this is going to, it's over. Yeah, like I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be blowing a guy downtown in like yeah, 20 I remember minutes. you told me before you told your father, because we I was just yeah. like, you can't, you may imagine hearing that. It's like. Yeah, it was pretty. After 15 years. It, just it's, know, it's, just it's, only knowing him as. It wasn't, in, it wasn't scary. Like, I need it's to talk scary. to you. It's like, scary. It was not sudden. I yeah. did sort of let people know, like, I'm, I'm probably going to try this out at some point. And it was a couple of years of me kind of rapping out about it and being but like, like and the this. thinking was like i was like 12 when i got sober and like you know I maybe think, i'm not you know yeah 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 i mean i'd like to try it as an adult but I think that's I can also handle coming it. at the the, the, the his first yeah, marriage your first marriage ending and sort of it all transpired at the same time there was definitely like a you know a a, a, a rebirth yeah, or a, sure, death, a death yes. <laughs> a spiritual yeah, well, death can I'm we not call sure. it a rebirth built on rationalization no i don't think i don't i don't think I'm, i was wrong mm-hmm I don't just like I don't think I could be dealing with things the way that I'm dealing with them now had I not banked, you know, 14 years of my my 20s. You know what I mean? Most of the time when people do terrible damage to themselves, it's like I got sober at 17. Like yeah. I hadn't fucked myself up that bad. And and he wanted to do that. I understand I that. To, I needed to. <laughs> and he never he'd never tried a four loco. And I never had D- a four DMT loco. wasn't a thing. And yeah, it's only 10 minutes. Know, I just. <laughs> Think of all these. Yeah, <laughs> look at all these things I'm missing. These so you, did, you did the full menu of things that people do. Check, to, to, full drug to bucket back list. Out. Yeah. yeah, full bottom envy yeah. bucket list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like I gotta <laughs> do all the all the stuff that those guys talk yeah. about. I gotta Molly? go out and do. It's Molly. Yeah, bottom envy bucket list. Bucket list. That's it. Bottom envy bucket, bucket list. list. That's good. Have you said that before? I don't know if I have. It's good. Put it on a t-shirt. The ba- yeah. <laughs> there you go. Merch. Hey, we're we're making merch. So and then when he first ate your first steak, that was. Uh, I started with fish. I like really eased into that. The that fish, was a fish big fillets. My Mickey D's on the road. Thanks to actually Seth's prior job as as a uh, as a blood cleaner, uh, I found out what my blood type was and all that shit, and realized you were a I'm, blood cleaner. No, the the, the this the was a full working, service nutritionist. Yeah, that yeah. nutritionist colonic was I mean, like full full bore. So I bore. started you know that eating for your blood type stuff and looked at it and Ayurvedic is I that was, Ayurvedic. Is some that what of that it's called? fucking yeah. for your blood type fucking yeah. for your blood type yeah. but i just i i'm i was one of those sort of you know you were full on vegan no i was vegan for a very short period of time i was one of those like kind of lazy cake and cheese yeah, you know yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of veggies sure. and, and a lot I, of beans yeah a lot of a lot of a lot of seven layer burritos at taco <laughs> bell kind of vibe and so for me it was 
introducing fish into my life was the big thing and then becoming like just a little bit another kind of bucket list of being like holy shit like i'm gonna eat a big mac just because i can i can do anything but 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 i mean that stuff is sort of you know gone back to normal i think a little bit you're but eating I'm still, normal I, I eat fairly normal i mean i do eat red meat and i do think that i function better eating it however i am still ethically philosophically conflicted about the way in which we get most of our food and most sure, of our meat and sure. at some point i have to know i mean i have to admit that i'm being hypocritical in the sense that i still don't i don't support that stuff and i'm like oh i'm being a fucking hypocrite like i'm being a hypocrite you know but yeah, at but the same yeah, time i don't know you might have one of those know. personalities that just needs to have a few things to beat the shit out of yourself about or else what's life worth living yeah <laughs> i think I think that's what is that called when you need that? Uh, it, it's called. It's a, you love to you love the work, but it, the work has to feel like agonizing misery in order to feel justified. Well, yeah, if like, it, like if you don't have anything to say, like I'm a fucking idiot about, then you know how do you know who you are? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so you met him; he was completely sober and a vegetarian, and you were fucked up and eating like probably yeah, raw pig, eating up. raw yeah. pig and drinking. And now you're sober and a vegetarian. Yeah. What was the vegetarian thing? Well, with that you? was so we just switched places. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Switch yeah. bodies. It's a move. It's like, it like father, to, like son. It seems to fit better. Um, you know, I mean, I could see because I think vegetarianism is about sort of like you know having a, control. And, yeah. Well, I didn't want to say it. Are you going to yeah. say that? No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm. Well, I'm it's, a, it's a definitely. I mean, but yeah. what if you? That's one thing you can actually control is what goes what in you your fucking in your mouth. body. Yeah. You know, and so why not? If you have that, if you want to exercise, that did that, come I mean, out of though. I, I was physically for so long after getting sober so so i felt so awful yeah i mean you know jake like, legs and just for months and i i thought this is never oh i fucked myself up like yeah. i'm yeah. never coming back i took i took too much shit and yeah and 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 then I, it was only a few months after starting to like all right you can do this that that i was like well let's just let's see and now that's you know yeah and what you're vegan or vegetarian vegetarian and you feel good you feel better oh I mean, yeah i mean that i can that that I that have no problem with. I mean, I don't. I, I don't think I'll. Yeah, you I mean, I'll struggle. drink a beer before I go to you know Burger King. What is it? An ethical thing or just a health thing? Uh, it was a health thing, but he I guess give a fuck about animals. Huh? He doesn't give a fuck. About right. Animals. Not a huge. I mean, I love. No, animals. I'm kidding. Not yeah, a huge it, animal it, it's guy. Not, it's it's yeah, it's shit's not good for us probably. Yeah. You know. But did you learn all that shit at the nutritionist? Is that where? Yeah. N- no, I mean that was all sort of. Uh, it was in my head because of him and and Justine. Justine was vegan. His first so wife. So knowing yeah. them for so long, I spent so much time with them. It was a thing that existed. That's interesting. So he's actually like you know he was impressed and looked up to <laughs> and you and in your life. Yeah, and Systematically just, dis- dismantled the image. image. Yeah, and then it's like all right, it's on you now. I, like, I've infected you with, me. Yeah, we're with gonna, my we're righteousness. Let's, let's burn this <laughs> false idol. Let's burn yeah. this effigy. Um, yeah, <laughs> on this quest. It's, so that's that's your show. It's like you know it's it's. Uh, the beginning of this amazing relationship and then his disappointments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we're still doing it. We're still there. <laughs> All right, man. Well, it was good talking to you. It was yeah. awesome. Thank I mean, you. this is really Do you want do you, you, is there anything else we need to cover? Do I don't know. Just if you know, if you want to check out the show, uh, our website is ayadude.com, U H H Y E A H D U D E and you can find the show on iTunes and subscribe to it. That's the show and it'll still be there when whenever you're hearing this. It'll and, always and, be there apparently. Yeah. This is this is it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. It just lives out there forever. But they, but you know the fact is seven years original uh, podcast Godfathers who do not get their due. Hey, that's not true. We're, a we're tremendous, not, we a don't, tremendous. We're not owed anything pod- from anyone. 
we're we're you, know. you don't have to be diplomatic. Here. No, but I'm a, saying I'm 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 not saying you're not. I'm not I'm, telling you. It's not that you're owed anything. Yeah. All right, it's not that. You, you know what I mean? It's like you know you guys were you've built uh, and earned your uh, your chops. Thank you. And, awesome. and whatever that Malcolm Gladwell book is, you put your hours in. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was yeah. good talking to you, Bob. Very good Thank talking you to so you so much. That's it, people. That's it. Good guys. I enjoy talking to them. Go listen to their show. I uh, What else? Okay, go to WTFPod.com. You can pre-order my book and send that receipt to AttemptingNormal at RandomHouse.com and maybe get yourself a free poster, kick in a few shekels, buy some merch, sign up for the mailing list. You can do it all at WTFPod.com. Get a little... Pow! Look out! I just shit my pants just coffee. If you get the WTF blend, I go a little, get a little on the back end of that. Uh, what else can I tell you? Okay, ifc.com slash Marin for some clips of my new show, which premieres May 3rd. I will be at Moon Tower Comedy Festival this Wednesday uh, through Friday. And uh, after that, I'm heading to New York. Uh, there's a, yeah, I might be doing Howard Stern. I've never done Howard Stern before. Uh, I'm nervous. Okay. All right. All right. Boomer lives. <laughs>